Welcome to the only fetish radio show willing to cut through the hype and bring you the truth. So strap in because you're now in bed with Dr. Sue. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm. No, not Susie Block and not Sue Johansson. Have to make that distinction every once in a while. It's weird. It comes in waves. I've been assumed to be someone else three times over the last week, so I'm making that distinction really clear again. (laughs) We can't help it if all our moms named us Susan. Easy way to remember is I'm the one who does fetish. So, I got a new chair. I'm all comfy in my new chair. Damn, I got a gaming chair. Let me tell you, if you're going to get something for your office, get a gaming chair. These things are like, they're epic. Can't take it. My butt's happy. My back's happy. Woohoo. Anyways, lots of changes going on here on Embed. I have made some changes with the format of the show, as you can tell with the new intro. Um, We're streamlining a bit. Streamlining it a bit. For example, this will be the last show with birthdays. And the erotic bodega was a great idea but fell flat for a number of reasons. And to be honest, Brag Bites is on life support. <laughs> I think everyone is over being nice, which is a shame, but it can still be saved if it picks up again. I still think we need it, and I'm hoping that on the next show, which will be the year-end holiday show, that my sleigh bed is filled with yummy messages for all of your friends and colleagues. But the good news is there's still lots of fun to be had, including What the Sweet Fuck, which I've heard is just booming. Everyone's loving that segment. And, of course, Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club will always be around because erotica writers need the leg up. Head Games is still here in many forms. And speaking of which, make sure you pay attention because at the end of the show we'll be playing head games, so stay alert. And to make it hard for you to stay alert, this evening's Intox Word, if you're playing in bed the home game, which means you'd better be home and in your bed to play, grab your favorite spirit or herb, and every time you hear tonight's word, sissy. You have to take a shot, a puff, or for you popper fans, a sniff. And why do we do this, you ask? Hmm. Just to have some fucking fun. What's the matter? Don't you like clowns? Don't we make you laugh? There you go. That was my homage to the late, great Sid Haig. We're all adults here, and hell, if you're being super clean, do some kombucha shots. We also have another new segment tonight called Ask a Dom where I'll be answering your questions sent in through both of my websites 100% anonymously. So there's a lot to look forward to. Essentially, I'm getting back to the show's roots, which was to demystify fetish, BDSM, and alternative lifestyles to those who aren't involved in it, or as we call them, our vanilla friends. I find that vanilla-ist because I happen to like vanilla. Essentially, helping both couples and those of you who are self-partnered integrate a little different flavor into your lives successfully. If you don't know the story of behind self-partnered, it was how Emma Watson described herself recently as opposed to being single, since single has such a negative connotation to it. Plus, it's also great if you boys are staying in to rub one out 
Sorry, can't make it. I'm self-partnering tonight. There you go. Okay, so let's get this show on the road, shall we? Uh, I have a quick shout-out to Anthony, who's a new listener of the show. Hey, Anthony. Um, hi to Slut Boy Cuck, who's listening in right now. And let's say hi to everybody who's in the chat room. We are chock-a-block full in the chat room as per usual. We've got Thomas, we've got Naima, we've got Dwayne, we've got Kylie, we've got Master Black Rad, who will be with us soon. We have Mistress DJ, Mistress Oriana. We have, of course, Amelia Devine, who will also be with us shortly. And the lovely, sultry Suzanne Vixen. So we are hopping and we are popping right now. So come join the fun. If you're listening in right now live, come join the fun over in the chat room. We always have way too much fun. Too much fun for words. So, um, and since the messages are really short and sweet this time around, I'll get to everything right now. We have one birthday for the glorious Lady Portia, who is celebrating her birthday December the 15th. Happy birthday, Lady Portia. And that is our last birthday ever, ever. And we have one little brag bite nibble, a little, little nibbly brag bite tonight for Mistress DJ. And Mistress DJ, this is your message. She was an amazing support to me when I was in Toronto and having so much anxiety. And last night, that wasn't last night, it was a few nights ago, she jumped on board after a tweet I made about dressing for someone and them disappearing. And Mistress DJ, that was from Sissy Kitty. Thank you, Sissy Kitty, for that sweet message about the support you received from DJ. If you don't know DJ, you know that is who she is. She'll give you the shirt off her back if you're in need. Otherwise, you have to pay hard to see her without that shirt. Um, if you have a brag bite, and I just know you will, Jewish mothering here, with Christmas coming up, skip your way over to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact, and then on Brag Bite Sign Up, and send in your message telling everyone how much you love your friends and colleagues. And if you need inspiration, you can read the past Brag Bites by clicking on Brag Bites in the menu at InBedWithDrSue.com. And I will be right back after this. So you see, it's quite simple. Follow my orders, and you feel intense pleasure. Ignore my orders, and you'll suddenly have an itching sensation deep inside your brain and deep inside your dick that you simply can't scratch. Like this. An itching that will make you go mad. Nothing you scratch will relieve it. As if your mind is filled with a million mosquitoes that just keep biting and biting. As if fire ants have crawled down your pee hole and are feasting on your urethra, causing your erection to deflate forever. The Institute 
Nanobot, a hypnotic audio by Dr. Sue. Available at thedrsuereview.com by clicking on shop, but only if you want to hand over your mind. Your mind. Your mind. That sounded so much better the other way, let me tell you. That just came out really horrible. <laughs> This recall, like that did not sound right at all. Whew, that came out really crappy on this service. Holy cow! Anyways, what I want you to do right now is I want you to put your ear up really close to the speaker and listen very carefully, okay? That's right, the same sissy whisperer who will be with us shortly to school us all in the ways of the sissy, Ms. Amelia Devine, and she has a huge announcement for in-bed listeners when she joins us a bit later, but right now, it's time for Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club. This is Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club. While floating leisurely in a little boat on a lake deep in the woods, a silver disc appears above a man's head. A beam of light brings him through highlights of his past sex life. After they are relived one by one, he wakes up in an alien spaceship. He finds he's been abducted by two women from the planet Zor. Beautiful, buxom, nine-foot-tall, blue alien women with long tails that are more like prehensile penises. While assertive and demanding dominance, the alien women keep the Earthmen as beloved pets. Pets that serve their every sexual need and desire. It's a kind, loving form of female domination. The alien women also have a hypnotic power that makes the Earthmen unable to deny them any command. Would you deny a beautiful giant woman who wants to use you for sex and make your every submissive dream come true? That is Alien Femdoms from Outer Space by author Ardor. And you can get your hands on this sci-fi erotica read 
by heading to In Bed with Dr. Sue and clicking on Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club, where you'll find links to this and other of Ardor's works, along with a library of fetish erotica by some of the Internet's hottest writers. And if you have a book, article, poem, or short story that you want to share with my listeners, head to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact, and then Erotic Book Club Sign Up. And I'm happy to promo your book here on the show, on the website, and on Twitter. Yes, yes. Welcome to the book club, where you just need to cuddle up and grab that tome and start to read. Although, don't do it right now, because it's that time. What the sweet fuck? 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 That's right, it's time for What the Sweet Fuck, where I take you deep into the underbelly of earthling behavior. And I'm starting off tonight with one you may have heard of. There was some outcry on Amazon last week when someone noticed a t-shirt emblazoned with the phrase, Daddy's Little Slut. Now, as we all know, when worn by an adult, not a big deal. But the problem was these were toddler and youth T-shirts complete with photos of kids from about four to six wearing them. (laughs) Smart. I'm thinking overseas vendor with a translation issue or perhaps they were going for the white middle-aged male traveling alone to Thailand gift market. Mm. Either way, the shirts were yanked by Amazon. Now here's one. Here's another one. Here's another one you may have heard of. Rapper and actor T.I. said in a podcast interview this week that he takes his daughter to the gynecologist every year to ensure that her hymen hasn't been broken. T.I. was quoted as saying that after her 16th birthday party, he put a sticky note on the door, gyno, tomorrow, 9.30. So we'll go and sit down, and the doctor comes to talk, and the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism, T.I. said, He's like, you know, sir, I have to, in, in, in order to share information, I'm like, uh, Deja, they want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? See, Doc, ain't no problem. And so they come up and say, well, I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken, like bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, and just other forms of athletic physical activity. So I say, look, Doc, she don't ride no horses, she don't ride no bikes, she don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results expeditiously. He then added, I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. And I will say that as of her 18th birthday, she's been sexually assaulted by her own father at least twice. Idiot. And lastly, but not leastly, this is a this is a a um, former a former um, what am I gonna do? from one of from oh my god my brain <laughs> from last show on when we were doing all the the weird stories and this is another weird story which works for what the sweet fuck because essentially that's what it was. 
Um, I work in an ER. Nurses, doctors always know it will be an interesting story when a patient is sheepishly whispering about what their emergency is today. Turns out there was a little problem in having some self-fulfilling anal pleasure. Isn't always the way. Self-partnering. The patient can barely spit out that he or she, it wasn't said who, I think we know it was probably a boy, was using a can of deodorant. That's correct. The old-fashioned spray can of deodorant. Well, you know you're not supposed to use those CFCs. So, you know, got to use them for something else. And they inserted it into their asshole for enjoyment. Apparently, the patient did not realize that the pesky little anal sphincter will swallow up anything into the rectum if it's pushed in too far. Talk about patient embarrassment. I've got to tell you that it makes for a very, very impressive x-ray to see a tall can of deodorant sitting right inside the rectum. Most fabulous x-ray I have ever looked at which is why we need to play safe with anal play. Unfortunately for this patient, um, there was no way to extract the can other than to have it surgically removed. That experience will remain forever embedded in my brain. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, yes, indeedy. That was a good one. Loves it. And, of course, that was. What the sweet fuck? 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 And now it's time for the new segment on the show called Ask a Dom. Now, if you're wondering why I didn't call it Ask Dr. Sue, that's because I don't profess to know everything. And if I don't know the answer, I'll get it from an expert. For example, if one of you writes in with a question about shibari rope tying, for example, I can't help you out at all. I don't know anything about shibari. But I will find the expert who can. Um, I had a lot of really good questions, but I could only pick three, 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 three. So if your question wasn't on tonight, it will definitely be on the next show on December the 10th. So let's get on with tonight's questions, shall we? Um, First question, how do you recommend a submissive balance recognizing their need for submission in their lives um, with the discomfort about feeling needy or being a burden on those who they submit to? So this is, again, common. Everybody, you know, doesn't know their boundaries. Everybody's afraid of, you know, we're tippy-toeing, we're making sure that, you know, we don't upset anybody. We don't want to upset the dominant in this case. Here's how you fix that. If you're worried about being a needy sub, that comes from communication. Had a situation actually not that long ago with another person who wrote in to me who was having trouble. Um, same thing. He was exact same thing. What do I do? I'm trying to convey this to my to my dominant, but I don't know how. And I said, you ask. You guys have got to remember that you're allowed to talk. <laughs> you're allowed to speak. You're allowed to say, mm, hello, am I being, you know, X, Y, and Z? If you're worried about being needy, talk to your dominant, whoever that dominant happens to be. 
So if you're serving someone, go to them and say, okay, what are our boundaries? If I'm, you know, going too far, I seem to be up in your face too much, tell me. That's how we do this. That's how you communicate. But that's the only way you can do it. There is no secret to any of this. It's simply a matter of communicating with your dom, letting them know, you know, that you have an issue maybe with being needy and you want to make sure that you don't cross those lines. So you go to your dominant and you say, hello, am I being a pain in the ass? And believe me, you'll be told. Seriously, best thing you can do, just ask whoever it is you're serving. Open those lines of communication. We promise we won't bite hard. Okay, uh, next question. I'm 57 and have been married for 35 years. Well, bless you for being married for 35 years. That's awesome. My wife doesn't share my fantasy, so I'm venturing out alone. That's a drag because if you guys know me, you know I'm a big proponent of keeping the wife in the loop. Let's keep everybody in where we want them. However, sometimes it doesn't work. Now, um, they go on to say, I've come to my sissyhood late in life and have noticed that there are a bunch of guys like me who are married but have come to be by later in life. Is this something new? No. And the reason why is, in my personal opinion, with the amount of work that I have done with everybody, I believe that we are all bisexual. Or, if we're going to use the kitschy word now, we are all fluid. So you love who you love. You fuck who you fuck. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. Some of us lean more towards the hetero side. Some of us lean more towards the gay side. But that whole thing, as I've told you many times, remember, sliding scale. It's a gray area. So that being the case, what you'll find is that most people who um, are later in life, so okay, so we're talking, let's say, 45 and up you will find, both male and female, they start to give less fucks, okay? So what they'll do is they'll stop trying to please everybody. Um, had a gentleman get in touch with me today who I've talked to for years. He actually is serving a bunch of couples um, in Palm Beach. That's what he does. He is a black gentleman who is out there servicing couples, kind of cuckoldy, kind of swingy, kind of done doing both. But it's the same thing. He said the same thing to me. He goes, I love these women. They're older and they don't care. And I said, yeah, they're more open. And the reason why everybody's more open is we've stopped pleasing everyone else in the world. You don't have to worry anymore about, you know, oh, what will mom think? Oh, what will so-and-so think? You don't have to play that game anymore. You reach a point of literally not giving a fuck. It's the more people become more open, so you're gonna be more apt to try sucking cock or try, you know, having sex with a male or whatever it happens to be. You're gonna be more open to it the older you get, because again, less fucks given. That's seriously all it is. So if we put that into perspective with the fact that, you know, everybody's by essentially given the right circumstances, the right people, the, you know, everything falls into place. You don't know who you'll fuck. So anybody that goes, I will absolutely not do X, Y, and Z, bullshit. Like I said, right circumstances, right people, right everything, 
you will probably fly to the other side. Does that make you gay? That's actually what we're going to be discussing on the next show. <laughs> Teaser. So that's, that's, that's the end of that one. Third one. Um, next question. Why is it, and this is really good. This, I really like this question. Why is it that doms can have many subs, but that in general, subs are expected to serve one dom? Or they're looked upon as jumping around to different doms and not being loyal. I mean, I do understand that pro-doms obviously need more than one sub to make a living. Maybe really the question should be, how can a sub handle the fact that their dom has many other subs? Super good question. We do expect loyalty. Okay? Yes, we expect loyalty. Of course we expect loyalty. I want you to look at it when you're submissive and you're thinking, you know, what the sweet fuck, I don't get any of this. I want you to look at this. I always figure the easiest way for you to do that is to um, go back in time. So let's take Elizabeth or Victoria, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Victoria. This is the easiest way for you guys to visualize what I'm talking about. When you look at a true queen, okay, she has many, 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 many loyal subjects. She doesn't just have one. She has many ladies in waiting. She has, you know, many, any, anybody, put it this way, she's got a whole freaking army. She's got all kinds of people who are all serving her. Now, do they sit there and go, it's not fair, I want to be the only one? No. You can't look at it that way. Unless you want to get into a DNS relationship, which, you know, now we're talking lifestyle relationship, that's different. But if you're just serving um, and you are part of a, we'll put quotes on this, stable, you've got to understand that there's no difference between your dom and a mom. Your mom can love more than one person. So can we. There's no difference. You don't have to buy for our attention. Each one of you is completely individual. And each one of you is so wonderful in your own way that you don't need to worry about trying to be number one. You don't need to worry that you can't covet a wonderful relationship with us. We want you to. It's going to be a special relationship because it's going to be different from sub, sub B and sub C. So don't think that it's us being greedy. It's not. You still need to be loyal. You still should only serve one dom. The reason being, again, is because if you serve more than one, you start to dilute your own submission, and thereby you dilute your own experience when you do that. So why I say always serve one dom is because you're ruining your own experience by not doing that. You're ruining the level of deep submission and that wonderful relationship that you can cultivate if you're spreading yourself thin. I always liken this to, okay, if there's no difference between a sub going, okay, I'm going to serve, you know, Mistress A and Mistress B and Mistress C. What's the difference between that and you going, hmm, well, I think I'm going to be a Buddhist, I'm going to be a Muslim, I'm going to be Christian, 
and hmm, what else can we sprinkle in there? I think I'll be a Scientologist, too. How can you spread yourself that thin? How can you spread your devotion that thin? Somebody somewhere is going to be losing in that. So that's the reason why we want your loyalty. Any more than, you know, you go to church every Sunday, they want, obviously, whoever God you're praying to wants your loyalty, right? There's no difference. So try and look at it that way. It's not that we're being greedy. It's not that we're demanding more from you than we do of ourselves. That's not true. It's just a matter of you realizing that there are far more, um, that there's a lot of relationships out there and that each one is going to be different. So don't try and think that you're in competition with some other sub. You're not. I can have 50 subs. Each one of them is going to be very, very unique. So try not to think of it that way. Hopefully that answers your questions. I'm going to be right back. Don't move unless you're getting more popcorn. Okay? Hi, this is Dr. Sue Storm. I've been in the sex industry for over 30 years. As a retired pro-dom, former sex shop owner, and living as the head of a female-led relationship and cuckoldress for over 25 years, I now spend my time educating and providing counsel to demystify fetish and BDSM and advocate for tolerance and acceptance of different lifestyles. So join me on my radio show at InBedWithDrSue.com or enjoy one of the many articles or audios I have for you on the DrSueReview.com. I'm here to help. You like it rough? You like to go for hours? Don't let dryness keep you from having the kind of sex you like. Sexy Ganja Lube brings you the wetness you crave without feeling sticky or greasy afterward. Ladies, this light, moisturizing lube will actually feel good on even the most tender skin. Sexy Ganja is odorless, tasteless, scentless, and made with no herbicides, pesticides, or methylparabens that can harm your health. Sexy Ganja is hormone and gluten-free and has never been tested on animals. And boys... The hemp oil in Sexy Ganja enhances erectile capacity and decreases premature ejaculation. Improve your sexual comfort with the healing properties of hemp oil with Sexy Ganja Lube. Available through Dr. Sue, you can order your tube of Sexy Ganja Lube at either InBedWithDrSue.com or TheDrSueReview.com just by clicking on Sexy Ganja. You know you're craving a big old glass of nut milk. And my friend K2 Cocky is serving it up on his latest album, Spice Kid at 3, which dropped to amazing reviews. And you can get yours for free. Yes, free. With the secret codes Cocky gave me, just for my listeners. And if free tunes isn't enough, you can also get 35% off all Cocky merchandise. That's prior albums and t-shirts with the promo code DOCSENTME at checkout. 
So hop over to InBedWithDrSue.com and peek in the sidebar for the codes and links to support Cocky. InBed supports indie musicians, erotica writers, adult performers, and artists. Do you? Now chug back that glass of nut milk. You need your protein. Ooh, yeah. Go get yourself some free cocky. K2, baby. We love you, cocky. Okay. Tonight on In Bed, we are sparkling and twirling our way through the frilly and fabulous world of sissies. And I can't think of a better person to help us navigate these ruffled halls than the sissy whisperer herself, Ms. Amelia Devine, who, I might add, has a special announcement a bit later in the show. Thank you so much for being kind enough to impart your wisdom with my luscious listeners. Hi. <laughs> you make it sound so much better and I'm so much wiser than I really am. I'm just going to go with it. Let's do it. Okay, Yoda, let's do this. The Yoda of Ruffles. Let's do this. <laughs> we got to get started with some basics, <clears throat> baby. Okay, first question. I'm on I'm, it. We're going we're gonna to start with this, and I'm going to throw it all at you right now. First question, oh, obviously, would be, okay. what is a sissy? But I think it would be even more clear um, if we also add to that question, what's mm-hmm. the difference between being a sissy, a cross-dresser, a drag queen, and a transsexual, and we're even going to throw feminization into the mix, just to make it a really tasty sissy stew. So let's kind of it. break all that down for us and show us what's the difference between all of this, or is there? Hit it. There, okay, so there is, there is actually quite a difference between them. So let's just get into some of the things, some of the labels out there that really just kind of, you know, they make my ass twitch when I hear it from sissies, and I just want to, like, correct them. Um, transgender, transsexual, and gay. Those three things don't really go along hand-in-hand with being a sissy or sissification or feminization. The reason why is transgender, you are going through that surgery because you were born in the wrong body. I mean, this is an actual psychological, you were born in the wrong body. You're not doing this for a fetish or a fantasy or anything like that. Um then you have gay. Well, you know, gay, you are, you're a homosexual. Now, there are sissies who are gay, and that's perfectly fine. But when I have them calling up for fetish or fantasies and all that, it's like, am I gay? Am I gay? And they're saying it in such a negative tone. And I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you the difference. When you thought about growing up and getting married, do you think about growing up getting married to a man or a woman? And they're like, woman. And it was okay, so basically you're not gay, honey. So just put those out of the way. Um, now, the difference between feminization, what feminization basically is, is you're taking a beta male and you're sticking him, you're, the woman or the dom, dame, is basically taking a beta male 
and is dressing them as a woman, forcing them to dress as a woman, they may not like it. And, you know, deep down inside, they're enjoying it because, of course, they wouldn't allow it, but they don't like it. It's like a punishment. It's like, you know, I'm going to feminize you. I'm taking away your man card. You know, you have your little button weenie, you know, all of that. You know, that's feminizing. A sissy is when you take a beta male, or the beta male even takes themselves, and they realize that they're not a man. They'll never be a woman. They have a small little quitty. They love to serve the alpha. And when I say the alpha, you've got alpha male, alpha female. And you love to serve, they love to serve the alpha. So they're finding ways to serve the alpha. And they're finding themselves more metrosexual, more um, wanting to be in that limbo of looking as a subservient type of femininity the old ways of thinking of femininity, and to allow themselves to be the sissy, to serve as the girl, to, you know, be the feminized part. But they incorporate it into their lives. It's what they want. That's where they're comfortable. That's where they're happy. And they want to advance their sissiness in any way possible. So, well, Okay, but what's the difference then between a sissy and a cross-dresser? There's really not much difference between a sissy and a cross-dresser. You really don't use cross-dresser too terribly much. I mean, the cross-dresser, though, is just like a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. They dress up, they get their jollies off, and then that's it. The sissy, it turns into a lifestyle. It turns into something that they need, that they want, that they live, the mannerisms, the speaking, the product they use their ways of thinking, everything. It's a whole transformation. The cross-dresser, it's like trying to do all of that in one cross-dressing moment. And oh. then they're out and they're off, they're living their life, and then they go back into it. They want to get cross-dress again. So that's really the basic difference in that. What about um, drag queens? Oh, honey, drag queen is just fabulous. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> but wouldn't a drag queen be a sissy? Or can a drag be, like, what's the difference then? Because there's so many different levels of femme male. There are. There's a lot of different levels. Um, actually, you know, I know of drag queens that are, you know, a sissy per se. Mm-hmm. But I also know drag queens that are very um, male. They're just like, for example, one of my friends, Stiletto, uh, she's been on the gong show. She's the drag queen that's got the puppets. And she is, shit, when she's not in drag, dude, I will do her in a heartbeat. I mean, she is just very man. I have another drag queen friend who is a daddy. So it's, that's just taking it on all different levels. That just depends on the man and how they're doing it. Some just like to perform, you know, for like, for example, RuPaul. You have to pay him to dress and drag. He will not do it. He does not like doing it. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it at all. And so it just really depends on the person that's performing. And, yeah, just like Nine Must Put Out There, it's a drag mostly entertainment. It is mostly entertainment. It is a performing. It's a performance, yeah, as opposed to... It's, yeah, so your drag queens are mostly performing art. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I mean, the it's, it's art of being so, female. Yes, 
Exactly. Right. And they do it so well. Oh, my God, they do it so well. But isn't sissy more, okay, when we say sissy, are we not thinking of feminized males who think of themselves as littles, as little girls? Does it have no. to go down that road? It doesn't have to. That's two completely different things, honestly. Um, littles or ABDL, um, adult baby diaper lovers, that is still sissy because most of the male littles do like to be put into the female role of like being the little female baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a bit of sissiness. But littles, um, the Abbeys, the Abbeys are what we call them in my days, um, but the ABDLs, littles and all of that, that's more of a nurturing that they want. It's more of, you know, they want a mommy, they want that nurturing, they want to be dressed in the pretty little frillies. They, you know, a lot of littles, they do go for the diapers, they go for all of that. So it's a form of specification, but not exactly the sissy that we all think of. It's to me, I put them on the same level, two different categories. There you go. So, because when I when you when you see sissies depicted in say cartoons and such, because there's some beautiful mm-hmm. artists out there that depict them absolutely stunning, you'll find them though always being depicted in the short little frilly dresses, almost looking. Like I said, like like six or seven, like the childlike sort of thing. Does that does mm-hmm. I mean does that have to be part of being a sissy? It doesn't have to be, but it what those kind of dresses do because those aren't really connected with littles. Those type of dresses are the very like the over the top sissy, the very much taking that step and putting on the actual full sissiness. It's frilly. It's normally made out of some type of satin or um, shiny material. It's sometimes Ooh, lots of crinolines. Ooh, gotta yes. have the crinolines. Gotta and have the lace. You do. You've got the puff sleeves. You've got the lace. A lot of those dresses have locks on them. A lot of those dresses are like onesies. Um, so putting on those dresses, um, sometimes it does. It, takes the sissy down for a little bit of humiliation to say you are a full-blown sissy. You are not going to get away from this. You're not going to get out of this. We're going to dress you in this. We're going to walk you up and down the street, and you're going to embrace your sissiness. Now, you can either be humiliated by it or you could be proud of it, but you're picking Mm -hmm. one or the other. Um, Then there's also the sissies who, you know, don't really need that kind of dress or they just, you don't have to have that dress all the time. One of my sissies, which I was wanting her to be on the show, but unfortunately she's traveling. So, hey, Sissy Tina, I love you because I know she's going to be listening. Um, she does love those dresses. And we're looking in at getting those type of dresses for her. But for everyday wear, for a sissy, um, there is the fact that you've got to look at somebody's got to still keep their job. Somebody still has to live their life. And you can't uh-huh. walk into your job dressed like you just came out of a kawaii show, you know. Right. So <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's true. So well, Carly just said, not a fan of frilly dresses. I, if I'm going to dress like a woman, I want to dress like a woman. 
Right. And the so, Kylie, would you then consider woman. yourself a sissy, per se, or would you not just consider yourself more transsexual or, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? More along the, like, it's an adult thing for you. In other words, this is more, it's not like a sissy thing for you. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, Kylie, if you hear me. Because I'm just curious about that. So if you're dressing as a woman, does that make you sissy? Mm -hmm. Kylie actually has got a good point. That's what I was going to say about Sissy Tina is we're at the point now to where you can wear female clothes out in public. You can wear, you know, female pants, female blouses, the female shoes. Um, You can even transfer that up a little bit to about a female dress, Um, even using little female headscarves sometimes. Your female products. That's bringing in the feminine into your everyday life. And that's actually um, more, what's the term I'm using? Um, It's easier. I mean, that just makes more sense to be able to do that Uh every day instead of dressing in the little cute little dresses. The cute little dresses are more for one-on-one play. Right. But you you have to be able to function if if you're going to stay in a mm-hmm. feminized state and work your world that way, and not everybody can, mm-hmm. then, right. I mean, even yeah, us that's as women, great. I mean, I mean, damn, we love, let's think about it, we love to dress up as women, we do, but I mean, damn, I'm not running around in a corset and six-inch heels and a freaking tight-ass dress all day long every damn day. It's not happening. It's the same thing with sisters. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Like, we can't walk around ev- all day, every day in Mary Janes and, you know, frilly underwear mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, I always get my guys to, you should at least wear the underwear. Even if you can't, you know, if you can't fully dress, wearing a pair of panties mm-hmm. is always going to make you and keep you connected to that side of yourself. Kylie actually just said, right. I use the term sissy, but I'd say I've been feminized. For me, feminization was definitely a part of femdom. So, yeah, like that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. To me, I think the word sissy is thrown around to, it is. you know, it's become a catch-all phrase as opposed to what it was actually, that's what I mean, it's actually more it's, niched out than that. Unfortunately, sissy has turned into the umbrella term, and yeah. then you throw everything else underneath sissy. And, Absolutely. You know, like, I've had, I have cuckolds that will call me up. And they'll say, well, I'm a sissy. Okay, so what do you mean you're a sissy? Well, I like my wife to fuck big cock, and I love to watch. I'm like, well, honey, that's not a sissy. But in their mind, they're there you go. that. And it's that's what I mean. I think, I think the word, that's why I'm trying to, to see if we can flesh this out so that, that these guys can start looking at it and going, okay, where am I fitting in? I don't know as I'm really sissy, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of more, you know, something else. Um, Dwayne just said, right. are there any sissies that are just jeans and t-shirt girls? Yes. Would you say that's a sissy? But would you say that's yes. a sissy? Okay. That's a sissy. That is a sissy because it depends on the mindset. Like I said, mm-hmm. a sissy is you take a beta male, and then that beta male has basically made the decision for themselves with the help of a dom on where they want to be in life. Because when you have a beta who can't satisfy a woman who craves to serve, um, you know, craves to live more of a feminine type way, then that is more of a mental transformation mm-hmm. than it is physical. So when they do that mental transformation, yes, it, 
especially can go out there and wear, you know, T-shirts and jeans. And, you know, they got this, just like Nima said, you got skinny jeans, you've got little pink shirts, you've got your panties. And a sissy mm-hmm. should know the difference between the practical panties and the good panties and the fuck-me-now panties. <laughs> you know, they should have all that. You know, same with their bras, same with corsets, waist trainers. They start learning all of that. That's part of sissy training. Okay, well, I want to bring in our special guest this evening because we are about to head into a – I want to start discussing the humiliation aspect of this, and I really <laughs> want to get oh, great and powerful Master Blackrod's opinion. Hello, Master Black Master Blackrod. I can't speak to you. Hello, Dr. Sue. How are you? Honey, oh, my can speak God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, somebody give me a fucking tissue. I'm getting carpal tunnel already. Hello, Mr. I swear to God, can we not just, can you just recite the dictionary for the rest of the show? We'll all be very happy. (laughs) I love it when you're on this show. I swear to God. NBR rocks. Okay, so what? How are you feeling? Let, tell us, Master Blackrod. What do you What do you think so far of our analogies? Give us your insight. I was very impressed by the way Mister Vine broke down the term sissy and mm-hmm. its different functions. I was very impressed by that. Thank you. You can say that again a little slower if you want to. I'm not done yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're still trying to get Master Blackrod to really, really do this full time, you guys. We just have to keep nudging him. Come on. Do it full time. (laughs) The girls need you. We all need you. (laughs) Yes, we do. This is so cool. So, okay, so what I wanted to get involved in more now, because I think there's this is a really important point to bring up, and that's the humiliation. And we've got a question that um, I think kind of is a good way of putting it. Um, understanding the sissy fetish has a lot to do with punishment or humiliation. But my question is, will you and Miss Amelia be discussing the benefits of having a sub-male get in touch with his feminine side in a positive way? Definitely. You can, that's fine. But you see how automatically with that, it has a lot to do with punishment or humiliation. Is that fair? I don't think that's fair. Does sissy equal humiliation? Are we doing it on purpose to humiliate them? And therefore, now if we're going to stand on our little feminine soapboxes, are we now not denigrating women by saying that they are less than, which is why we're dressing men up as them, because they look at it as being humiliation, because ew, who would want to be a woman? Um, who wants to take that one? I've been talking to Master Black Rod. You please speak. I'm, I'm listening intently. <laughs> okay. Um. For me, it's not about the denigration of women. It's about the humiliation of the sissy. 
um, the way I see it, if I'm humiliating the sissy and I'm putting them through whatever paces I decide to put them through, it's because of them and their behavior, regardless of how they're dressed. So it's it's absolutely got nothing to do with the performance of it. And no, not for me. It might to to the sissy, and mm-hmm. I generally don't don't talk to them that deeply. Well, I mean, as far as the degradation to women, I've actually been called a gender traitor because Ooh. I'm dressing men up. Yes, because I'm dressing men up as women, and it's you know there's humiliation involved. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is I'm not dressing them as a woman. I'm using feminine products, and if a woman has feminine needs feminine products to mark themselves as a woman. And that woman needs to reapply for her woman card because it's not about the feminine products. A feminine product does not make you a woman. A dress does not make you a woman. That's what Kylie Heels just said. Do not make you a woman. Yeah, it's it's true. That does not make you a woman. Being a woman, you're born a woman. You live a woman. Your attitude is woman. So these sissies. Like I and I repeat this, over, and I'm sure if you, is everybody following the game? We must have said sissy about thirty times. Nobody's still coherent. <laughs> That's probably why the chat room's so quiet. <laughs> Everybody done fall over. But we said sissy like a lot. Said, you guys you should know, be totally hammed. Yeah, but no, the sissy is trapped in limbo. They're not a man. They're not a woman. So the only thing they could do is completely remove their man card. And try to place them in something that they are not naturally used to. Right. And training themselves in a way that they were told that they are not supposed to be doing because they're supposed to be a man. But then when a woman or a man puts them in a dress and we're looking at them, it's like, you know, you're not a woman either. You're just wearing the dress. That's keeping them in that limbo. So, no, it does not degrade women. And if a woman thinks that having a sissy dressing as a female degrades them, then they need to get the fuck over themselves and put on the big girl panties. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. Matter of fact, why don't you give your panties to your sissy? There you go. Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't need them. Totally. It just it pisses okay. me off. It says if you could tell it pisses me off. Well, it's just it's kind of a logical train of thinking when you when you get into you pull your feminist pants on and you kind of go, okay, wait a minute, are we not now making female a negative thing? So I kind of get the, I get both sides. I'm a Libra. I have no choice. But um. I kind of get where that where that comes from, but I also get the other side. Mm-hmm. You can see how I mean, it, it works see, both ways. When you first hear it, I could see why your mind would go that way. But you could either decide to be narrow-minded and only have that one way of thinking or to look further into it. And that's what I want women to do is to 
stop kink shaming these men who are sissies, who want to be sissies. And they mm-hmm. love that and they desire that and they need that. Stop kink shaming them and look at yourself. What kind mm-hmm. of woman are you to deny a man from enjoying what he enjoys? What side are you on? There you go. Master Blackrod, any thoughts? Master Blackrod? Master Blackrod, is he gone? Are you there? Did we lose him? We can't hear MBR anymore. I'm going to cry. Didn't do it. He's gone. He's not gone, according to, to on here. I still have the thing connected. Are you there, Master Blackrock? Hello? Oh, he's back. Hey. How much do you want to make a bet? He went to roll one, didn't he? You went to roll one, didn't you? <laughs> I can tell. You I'm went sorry. to roll one. <laughs> he already smoked it so all the sorry. way down. <laughs> I knew it. He either went pee or he went to roll a joint, one of the two. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. We won't hold you to the question then, because you were momentarily disposed. Okay, fetish versus reality. That's one of yours, Amelia. Let's t- let's discuss mm-hmm. the fetish versus the reality of sissy being a sissy. Oh, fetish versus reality. Um, the fetish is just fly by sissies. Um, you know, it, it, the thing is about the fetish is that it's something that you get a lot on the phone. Um, you know, they're not really able to wear the panties. They're not really able to get into it. So they just look at it as a quick fetish, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, um, that they want to enjoy. And it's just part of their, it's what helps them pop, honestly, just thinking that way. Well, it's actually good balance. And I tell guys this all the time. It doesn't matter what you enjoy. If you keep trying to push it away and push it away and push it away, number one, you're going to make it bigger, and you're going to keep pushing mm-hmm. and pushing and pushing. It's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you actually right. take that part of you and express it, and, okay, let's do it within moderation. We don't go absolutely crazy. But if you mm-hmm. can do that within moderation – you're going to be a much more balanced, much more happier individual in all aspects of your life if you can do this. Very much so. That's why, I mean, that's, that's why the fetish is not a problem at all. If, if I get somebody calling me and, you know, this is their fetish, is what they want to enjoy. And, you know, I have, I have people that call me up and, you know, they can't do anything. They don't have panties, no stockings, no shoes, no toys, no nothing. They just like to be in that mindset of it for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or whatnot. Reality is completely different. Reality, just like with fetish, the end result is for the guy to come. That's pretty much the end result of any type of fetish. Um, In reality, though, the sissy doesn't orgasm. In reality, that's not their goal. Their goal is to serve. Their goal is to, you know, if the alpha male or the alpha female wants to do anything, they do it. If they want them in a certain position, they'll be in that position. 
it's all about the alpha, and that's what the sissy is going for. And they'll have sissygasms. You know, they can, like, if they're being fucked, you know, they'll drip. Or, you know, they might be milked a bit. But that's their pleasure. And that's what keeps it a reality because they're never reaching that full plateau of flat-out orgasm, ooh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, hand me a Kleenex, I'm done. So it continues with them, and that's what makes it the reality. And that's that. Master Blackrod, any thoughts? Yes. Um, sorry. Um, fetish versus reality. Go deep. <laughs> fetish versus reality. Um, the only problem I have with with those two opposing things is that usually when sisters approach me, part of their fetish is to take up a lot of my time. In fact, they act like time stops for them. Mm-hmm. Reality of that is that's not going to happen. It's just not. So pushing it so hard as your fetish it's not going to come reality, at least not with me. That's that's not even reasonable. If you're going to fetishize something, at least do it on a, a reasonable scale according to what mm-hmm. you can do and what according to what the Dom can do. What does what does what does playing with sissies give to you, Master Blackrod? I'm sorry, what do sissies what? What what does playing with sissies give to you? What do you get from sissies? Why do you love them? Um for me for me they're they're a source of creativity. Um they're always asking goofy little questions <laughs> um that I find interesting because it lets me know it lets me know how they think and what they desire. Um, even the most mundane questions about, you know, what I may be wearing and their reaction to the colors just lets me know, you know, certain things about them according to the context. Now, when they, it really irks me when they don't take the time to know me as well as I'm trying to get to know them. And, what I'm doing is effortless to me. They don't seem to understand that. So I try to get them on the same state of mind that I am so we can bond and they can have an excellent sissy experience. But your average sissy is very flaky, as I'm sure Ms. Divine knows. Can I just say, like, like, let's pull back. Let's not even just say that that's just a sissy quality. I was actually discussing this with a gentleman the other day. That's not just a sissy quality. That's a sub-quality. Because I think we live... Every starts as a beta male. I'm telling you, every starts as a beta male. We live in an instant world, and everybody wants everything right now. And it's like, well, it, it doesn't work that way. You need to develop relationships. It doesn't, you know, it's like, no, it's right now. And I think that's their flakiness is, you know, and they're always looking for something new around the corner. 
What if this is shiny and new? What if it's better? So I think that's not just sissy. I think that goes right across the board for, for male subs. I don't think you see that as much in female subs. Female subs are more loyal. Because the, the thing get is, it. though, that I that I think that Master Blackrod's kind of pointing out, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Master Blackrod, that when you're talking about the sissy and flaky, um, when you work with sissies as much as we do, there's a point of the sub flakiness of you know, oh, I want it now, it's the gratification. No, I'm bored. Let's do this. There's that, but then whenever you're working with the sissy so much, and you've got that. Flakiness, it's like, you know, for example, I'll tell a sissy, you know, when I'm starting to teach them cum control, I'm starting to teach them that, no, your reward is not having an orgasm. Your reward is not coming. That is not your reward. That is not what you need to have anymore. It's like, they're like, okay, I'm fine. I could do that. But was I do it for a day? Can I orgasm? Okay, fine. I could do that. But what if I do this kind of chastity? Okay, fine. I could do that. That's kind of the flakiness you have to deal with with a sissy because they're constantly fighting with that whole issue of they are a little sissy that is serving and their only job, their only desire is to please, but they have that male part of them that's always going to be pulling at them, wanting to feel that, well, some kind of a reward. Always some kind of reward, and I don't know if Master Black Rodish, you kind of if that's kind of where you were going with that. I just wanted to. That's my take on that. Well, that I mean that that brings up the whole why, like why sissies are considered high maintenance. Do you think mm-hmm. they are? Mm-hmm. I personally think sissies are high maintenance. I am one of those people. Mhm. Mhm. They are very high maintenance. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Master Blackrod? <laughs> I think he's already said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that they are, but they have their their high maintenance, but they have like their different levels of high maintenance, like low high maintenance, high high maintenance. But once they get past like medium high maintenance, then that's when I usually turn my attention elsewhere. And needy, so needy. It's, and actually, um, Dwayne brought up earlier, how do you think sissies are portrayed in porn? Do you think it's positive or negative? Negative. I do, too. Mostly negative. At least that's my, that's my belief. I think that there's too I much mean, shame associated with it with porn. Well, and I've come across, um, this is one thing that's bothering me, and I've come across this lately, um, and sissy porn now, I'm seeing the alpha male go in there and take the sissy forcefully. And I don't like where that's going because everything always moves up a level, always moves up a level no matter what you do. And there is a point of understanding that the alpha male unit is controlled. They are in control. But the sissy is giving herself to the alpha male. So I am seeing in porn sissies being portrayed as not as as prey instead of a sissy. Mm-hmm. 
But isn't that going to go hand in hand when men in porn consider women as prey? It's it's kind of it's going to go hand in hand. Well, the thing that I'm seeing though is that their women are now starting to stand up and say, "No, we're not going to allow this." So there is fight back. There is fighting from women. But so since they can't do it as openly to women in porn, well, let's just take a sissy and do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, because, okay, Master Blackguard, let me ask you a question. And I realize you're dealing with sissies, so it may not be quite the same sort of dynamic. Most of the male doms that I have spoken with will tell me that they, and like I said, this is probably not the way you view it because you are primarily hanging with sissies. That's your thing. But most of these men regard these submissive males as the absolute lowest life form on this planet because to them it's a betrayal of their maleness. So they treat them so much worse than they ever would a female sub for that reason. Thoughts? I believe that that can play into it. Um, many of the sissies that that I've talked to, they do feel that way. Um, it's disturbing to me sometimes how deep they'll go into their personal stories according to um, how they feel about their own manhood. Some of it is some of it is chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what these male doms and I warn guys about this. You have to be far more careful with male doms than you do with female doms, because mm-hmm. some of these guys are absolute wolves and just want to rip you to shreds. Not just I'm not just talking fucking. I'm talking rip you to shreds mentally, emotionally, and just. I have I have treated men who have been put through stuff that it, I know no male dom would ever put a female through. It's just it's it's unbelievable what they will do. Well, not to to you know sound dangerously close like a male, man hater, and I'm not. Oh, I'm not, and I'm not. Um, no, trust yeah, me, there's some great male but, doms I, out I, there. But there are there are wonderful male doms out there, and I love them. And I have a male dom friend who is just very very gentle, and very kind, mm. and he loves the submissive. Um, but whenever you you don't you see a lot, I mean a lot. It's like saturated with male doms, and I think that's because a lot of these male doms are just sadist assholes that are getting mm-hmm. their kicks off of hurting. That's what they get their kicks off. Just it's an excuse. It's an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse. It's what they can hide behind. And that's very scary. And when you have someone who is a sissy, and sissies are, not all of them. I know a lot of very strong sissies, but a lot of sissies that come in and, you know, they're gentle and they're light and they're sweet and they're, you know, like this little, bless your heart, running around. Mm-hmm. And they'll believe anything. And it's scary. 
But they could come to me and Master Blackrod. We'll take care of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll train them That's up and get them dressed, and, and Master Blackrod will take care of them and love them and do what needs to be done with them, and we'll, we'll, we'll handle y'all. Don't worry. We have a question. Could you discuss the topic of married males who are sissies in the closet and how to balance that? In my situation, my Mm. wife doesn't know she's aware of my metrosexual tendencies and submissive nature, but I've taken it as far as I can without coming out. Interested in your perspective as a woman and how the male could navigate it without ending the marriage. Not an easy position to be in. Um... Okay, so she's aware of your metro. Here's, here's where communication comes into play. I'm going to answer this one because this is a communication issue. Yes, if your wife doesn't know the degree of your feminineness, then you need to talk to her. <laughs> she may not mm-hmm. be happy with it, but you need to talk to her about it because you'd be surprised. If you don't ask, you won't get. That's my point. Always sit down and say, you know what? Wouldn't it be fun to play? And, and sometimes with women sitting down and spilling your guts and saying, honey, I want to dress like this, probably might not be a good idea because it's going to blow her mind because that's not who she married. But you can skirt the issue and go, well, you know, I've always wanted to wear X, Y, and Z because, you know, I've read on the – I always use the Internet as an excuse. It's, it's the most brilliant excuse you'll ever have. I read on the Internet that, say, wearing, you know, women's panties feels really good. Now, if you do it in that non-threatening way, she's actually more apt to go, oh, sure, well, why don't you try them on and see what it feels like? Because women just want to have fun with you. They want to – Please, women, hello, we're the original submissives. We want to please. So as soon as you turn it in that, ooh, let's have fun and let's explore this together, then it's less threatening to her. And you're more apt to see someone moving a little bit more in that direction. Does it mean you're going to be able to be a full-blown sissy with her? Oh, no, it depends on your wife. Some women love it. Some women say, hell no. And you can't blame them. Because they didn't marry you with that. Unless you came out, you know, and told her everything prior to getting married, you can't blame someone at that point if you weren't honest with them. And maybe you weren't ready. Maybe you weren't even honest with yourself at that point, which is fine. But when you reach that point, you have to sit down and somehow work it out with your partner. Because it's a huge part of yourself that isn't being, um, it's not being expressed, number one. And it's hard to suppress it and, and push it away and, like I said, tell it to go away. It's not going to go anywhere. So the way you have to almost kind of maneuver through that and see if you can get her to at least play a little bit. Like I said, you may not be able to come out full-blown in front of her, but at least you'll get a little bit from her. And then if you want to go full-blown outside of that, that's on that's up to you. But I always want you guys to try to involve your partner in some way with your kink. Because that's what they're there for. And if they aren't into it, that's okay. That's their choice. 
But you also have to sit down and be honest with yourself at that point and go, okay, is this relationship going to continue if you can't be yourself? And those can be some really hard questions that you end up with. But it's only fair because that person did not marry a woman. They married a man. So you need to come clean. And it may not be the thing that you want. And sneaking behind your spouse's back is tacky as shit. And it doesn't need to be done. Ta-da! <laughs> you Talk heard it anybody? first from the doctor. No thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've got thoughts on everything. You know, I talk. <laughs> um, you know, it, you're exactly right on all of that. And then the other thing, too, is that whenever you got married, it was maybe it was a time where this was not even a thought in your head. That's what I'm saying. Like, it could be that you, yeah. weren't, you didn't even know at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but one thing they need to do is, yes, very much come clean to your partner um, and really explore everything with your partner, but also go into counseling because you are taking this, the person coming clean to their partner is, you know, taking a very scary step to admit these things to their partner, but their partner's got to digest all of this as well. They have got mm-hmm. to go, whoa, my whole life just changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I am a huge advocate on getting counseling. And it, it, it would be a wonderful time, you know, the moment you start coming out to your partner and you're telling your partner this is what's going on, to get together and to find a very sex-friendly, kink-friendly um, therapist and go to a therapist and have that time to be able to get everything out on the table, express everything, and heal with someone there. There's nothing wrong with that. For sure. Slutted Heart said, I did, I did it too long and betrayed the both of us, and that was um, Slutted Heart was being sneaky. Sneaky's no good. Sneaky's never Sneaky's never good. The reason why sneaky is never good, no matter what, you end up living two lives. It's far too stressful on you, and it's not fair to your partner. I'm assuming you loved them, which is the reason why you married them. So let's see, you know, let's see you try and at least work this through, and if it doesn't work, cut them loose. That's another one you could. Oh, man, mm-hmm. boys, I'm telling you. You stick with this and forever, always, and you won't cut. The, what you're not back. being fair with is you're not cutting her loose to be able to go live her life. And by cutting her loose, you thereby are cutting your own, you know, you're cutting your own chains and are able to live the way you want to. But staying together and sneaking around, it's no way to live. It's, it's disrespectful to both yourself and your partner. Nima wants to Master Blackrod. Nima wants to know what flea powder would you recommend for sissies? Since you're always having outbreaks. Is <laughs> he gone again? Oh, oh man! 
There he is. He's rolling again. Two kids seven sissy. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Did you I hear Naima said? I'm very sorry. That's okay. Naima wants to know what flea powder would you recommend for sissies since you're always having outbreaks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Wait till I get back on Twitter. <laughs> Naima, you're dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, Lord. Okay, so let's talk about purging, binging and purging. Mm. You guys, oh, I'm telling you, anybody feminized with the binging and purging. Mm -hmm. You guys have got to stop doing it. It breaks my heart every time I hear it. Oh, I just threw everything away. Oh, don't throw it away. Put it in a suitcase, pack it up, put it away. Don't throw your stuff away. Because as I said, it's not going anywhere. You will go back to it. I've known guys who have gone away from stuff for a couple years. They always come back. Don't ever purge your, all your sissy stuff. It's just, oh, don't do it. It's heartbreaking because you will go back to it. You can't run from who you are. Anyone else? And it's so damn expensive. Seriously. If you're going to sit there and throw everything that you've paid for away, and now you want to get it all back, just tribute. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. Just give me all that money. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all happy to take your money. It's not, we'll, we'll hold your stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it uh, is heartbreaking it, when you guys do that, though. Like Every time it, I hear it, it's, it's like, guys, oh, I've done it at least seven or eight times. I'm like, oh, God, like just the amount of money and the, it just, uh, it, you know but you're going to go is, back to too, it. The thing is, too, about um, purging is not only are you going to go back to it, but it's just like being on the wagon from drinking or from drugs. Mm-hmm. If you go back to it, you're going to go back to it harder. Twice as hard, and you're going to spend more, and you're going to, yep, you're every spend time. More at, and it's, you, so it, it bothers me because I have, that's also part of being high maintenance. Let me just be honest. That's part of being high maintenance, Sissy, and I want you to listen. When you go out there and you purge everything, and you disappear for however long you disappear, and then you come back, and you say, well, I just purged everything, and i got to get everything back. And then you go on this huge shopping spree to get everything, and then you're calling your dumb 50,000 times, and you're saying, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. You're going like Speedy Gonzalez on fucking crack, trying to catch up to where you're at. That's fucking high maintenance. So not only whenever you purge and then you're trying to get everything back, are you going through such a hard time but you're also trying to drag your dumb through it with you. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. We, we just don't have time for it. And that exactly. might be something that a lot of sisters are not thinking about because whenever they're purging, it is a very selfish act of, okay, I just squirted. Oh, I feel guilty. I shouldn't do this. I need to get my man card back. Let me throw everything away. You know, that's all about yourself. And you're not thinking about the others that helped you get to this point. 
that trained you, that taught you, that, you know, have, you know, assisted in your growth. And then you want to try to drag them all back with you whenever you come back. Mm. And you expect everything to be hunky-dory and everything's fine and we're back where I left off. It doesn't work that way. And there's two points on that, actually. Well, Slut at Heart here just said, you know, there's shame when it comes to that. But no, because they have no one to talk about. So then they start feeling an enormous amount of shame. And then that's causing confusion because they think they're, you know, thinking the wrong way or, you know, I'm not being a man. So therefore, you know, like you said, you got to play your man cards. We've got to throw all this stuff out. The other thing I want you guys to remember is that yummy, yummy hormone that happens after you orgasm, thus the basis mm-hmm. of chastity. Please mm-hmm. remember that when you have an orgasm, gentlemen, you will always feel shame. You will always feel that lovely little regret hormone called prolactin. And prolactin is the thing that makes you, for about 45 minutes after your orgasm, go, oh, my God, what the fuck did I just do? I'm such a fucking asshole. I'm never fucking doing this again. And you think that that's your rational mind when, in fact, it's not. Because, like I said, if you get 45 minutes, your hormones level out again, and boom, Mm -hmm. you're back to being submissive. So try to remember that that is the false self. I want to address... um but at heart, um, saying that the shame and all of that, yes, it is a shame um, sissy. You're exactly right about that. But the thing about the shame-filled sissy and so much confusion and no one to talk to about it, you have your dom to talk to about it. That's what we're here for, Slotted Heart. That's what we are here for. If you have a dom that is not allowing you to express your feelings, not allowing you to ask questions, you need to drop that dom because that you have to have communication not only with your partner who you're married to, all of that, yes, but you have to communicate with your dom. If you're starting to feel that shame, feel that guilt, running away and hiding and sucking your thumb and rubbing on your panties like a little bitch is going to make you purge. But if you can pull up your big old panties and go to your dom and say, I made myself orgasm. I shouldn't have made myself orgasm. I want to throw everything away. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I don't know what to do. A good dom is going to talk to you, and they're going to talk you off that cliff. Mm-hmm. So, slut at heart, yes, you're right, sweet pea. There is that shame. There is that confusion. But... There's also outlets, and you need to make sure that you have those outlets, and that way you won't be purging. So that's your and you do. You're surrounded by heart. outlets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are surrounded by outlets, honestly. So, Miss Slut at Heart, that's your homework assignment. You don't go around feeling shame and confusion. You communicate. Ooh, you've been given an assignment. You're lucky. Where's our Master Black Rod? Can you please sing for us? Can you dance for us? Something? We want to hear from you. Anything. Like I said, mm-hmm. read, the, read the dictionary. We want you back. Just, just, no, let me put this on the woofer base, and he can just go, ooh. Just go, ooh. <laughs> 
you get the feeling MBR is just not into this tonight? Are you not into this? I'm listening. It's very interesting. I know, but we want to hear from you. Please? Well, well I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what aspect of physics would you like me to talk about? I would like you to talk about all the things you love about sissies. What, like, why? Why would you, if you could have a sub-male serve you, why a sissy? That's a very good question. Um, a sissy? <laughs> Nima, I'm just not leaving you alone. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a scene from Outbreak now. Okay. (laughs) Um, Doctor C, you asked the hardest questions. Um, For me, if it's too personal, you don't have to answer it. So don't think you have to answer it. Okay. I want to answer. Are you choosing not to? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Because that's a personal yeah. question. That's cool. No problem. You don't have to. Well, well I'm going to carry the couch. I was curious. So, What's that? So, so this is entertaining. Um, I, I like. I like to. I like to watch them in a in a psychological way. Right. They interest me because I'm wondering. I'm wondering why. I mean, all the women in the world, and you just give up your manhood. And I always ask them, and none of it makes any sense to me. I mean, I guess I would have to be a sissy to understand, and I'm, I'm really not not into that as far as the sexual part of it. I'm I'm not a sissy in any way. So when they right. tell me why, I don't get it. So it's almost like you think of them as little bugs under a microscope and you just find them so fascinating. And you want to peel away their little sissy layers and find out what makes them tick. Uh-oh, I said tick. That means that is going to go crazy in a minute. But oh, Fred. goodness. <laughs> Oh, Next time, um, in bed with Master Blackrod, like dissecting <laughs> sissies. Naima wants to know, do you prefer sissies or spiders? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. I'm I'm not in the I'm not close to my um, close to the chat room right now, so I can't see what she's saying about me. But I'm I'm sure she's. Well, that's what she, she just said. Oh, do you prefer fun. sissies or spiders? And please, she's having fun. I prefer sissies. Don't we all? What about sissies in a female-led relationship? Well, my God, I would think that would be like the ultimate relationship. Oh, that'd be fun. Right? Female-led relationship with a sissy would be the best. It's almost like you have a girlfriend that you can really control. A living, breathing Barbie doll. Mhm. Who serves you in everything? 
No, I can't think of anything better than that. That would be just lovely. I would never have to clean another part of my house again. Oh. Yeah, but they'd have to learn in a hurry how to do it right. I'm too picky. Oh, don't worry. The way I teach, they have no choice but to learn in a hurry. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. Well, guys, I think we're wrapping this puppy up. I want to thank Master Blackrod, first of all, for dropping in. Thank you so much for giving us your sultry tones. Master Blackrod, are you there? Oh, he's disappeared again. Oh, well. Amelia, Mm -hmm. you have an announcement to make. I want you to tell everybody the big, 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 big surprise. I do, yes. Um, All right, so in case you are not aware, I am starting up a podcast called The Sissy Whisperer. The first episode will be uploaded on November 20th. I will be talking about all things sissy, have different um, topics each month, and hopefully, you know, one day I may turn it into a live podcast, but at this time it will just be uploaded once a month. And also, I will be answering questions, so feel free to send in your questions. I will also be making sure that if you... The questions, the topics that we'll be discussing will be more related to the realism of Sissy. It'll be more related to the lifestyle of Sissy. Um, These questions hopefully will clarify why Sissy is not the umbrella term for submission. That's basically my goal. So as many times as I said Sissy right now, I think every single one of these motherfuckers in the chat room are probably going to be passing out very soon. That's okay. Uh, but you could go to the sissywhisperer.com um, or you can go to ameliadevine.com and on there you'll see my link to my page about the Sissy Whisperer. You'll be able to send questions in from there. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Miss Millie Divine. That's M S M I L I E Divine. And you could send them to me on Twitter. And, you know, I would love to have a lot of questions. And I want questions not just from sissies or aspiring sissies. I would love to also be able to answer questions from doms, um, doms and dummies that want to lead sissies. So I would love to be advice on that as well. That's what I'm hoping to be able to do. Yay! Naima, did you hear that? Go to the sissywhisperer.com. Where do they? Um, do you want to know where you send the questions into? Like, is there a specific place that you want the questions sent to? Um, hang on. Um, no, you can go to ameliadevine.com and you can just click on the link that says the Sissy Whisperer, and there's a form that you can fill out. Oh, perfect! So, you so there you go. Go to ameliadevine.com you know, or. Mm-hmm. Or you can, you know, if you've got me on your Twitter or, you know, yeah, Avian Stars, you can direct message me your questions from there. I don't care really how I get them. I mean, if you're on Night Flirt, you want to message me on Night Flirt. Just, you know, let me know as a question that you want me to answer. For sure. Send them over because November 20th is the day 
Be sure to mm-hmm. be there or kindly be square. The sissywhisperer.com. Listen for that first episode. Thank you, and I want to so do very much. I want to do, before we stop, I want to do a special thank you uh-huh. to you because I wanted to say thank you to you because you are inspiring me to get the podcast going. You have been very supportive and me putting all this out there. So I just wanted to thank you personally, and you're a great friend. Thank you. Oh, as always, you know it, darling. I am more than happy to push your agenda anytime you want it pushed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, darling. You have been so informative to everyone. Thank you so much for imparting your wisdom. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hey. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, guys, it's that time. Who wants to play head games? Anybody want to play head games tonight? Want to play a little head games? A little baby head games? You know what that means. It's time to play head games, the naughty trivia game where it pays to listen in to win. Who wants to play head games? Who wants to know what tonight's question is? What is tonight's question? Do, 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 do. Are we ready? We ready, chat room? Okay, here we go. Instead of being single, how did Emma Watson refer to her marital status? Do, 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 do. You can call in 657 if you want to. What? How did Emma Watson refer to her marital status? We mentioned it at the front of the show. <gasps> Nobody knows. Everybody's forgetting. Oh, you guys. Oh, well. Wrong answer. <laughs> the answer is 14. Oh. <laughs> yes. Da-da-da-da. Oh, well. Okay, guys. Um, let's move this right along here. Thank you to my wonderful guest, Ms. Amelia Devine, the Sissy Whisperer, who you can find on her new podcast, The Sissy Whisperer, on Podbean. For her premiere episode, Wednesday the 20th, be there. Head to thesissywhisperer.com and listen in. And, of course, another thank you goes out to the King of Sissies, Master Blackrod, who was, again, gracious enough to give us his time and his wisdom. You can find Master Blackrod on Twitter at Master underscore Blackrod. On the next In Bed, it's the end of the year wrap-up show. So I'll be updating you guys on the boys from the Extreme Cuckolding show. I've been getting a ton of people wanting to know what's happened with these guys. And also, we're going to be discussing how to find the perfect dom in 2020. I'll even go into finding the perfect dominant female to get into a serious relationship with. And it's way easier than you think. And we'll be discussing, does sucking cock necessarily make you gay? Hot topic on the review. And, plus I said at the top of the show, I hope to have someone's nutsack filled with holiday brag bites. So let's spread some good cheer on the next in bed, shall we? 
And while you're perusing the review and reading all the articles, make sure to pick up my latest audio, The Institute Nanobot, where you are placed in my new nanotechnology treatment program and injected with nanobots to help with your erection issues. And they work perfectly, not only on your erection, but also on your mind. This audio is a space-age hypnotic brainwashing mindfuck that also contains a second audio to use while watching porn and is loaded with Star Trek-like sound effects just to begin with. So pop over to the DrSueReview.com and click on Shop to get yours. Oh, and you'll get yours. <laughs> Thank you for once again taking the time out of your busy schedules to chill and hopefully learn something new if you played the home game tonight. Godspeed on your hangover tomorrow. And for those of you in America, please enjoy a safe and happy Thanksgiving. And I will be back on December the 10th. In the meantime, be happy. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.